Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Stretch run of Grant and Danny the Monday after the Commanders throttled the Cowboys at FedEx Field. And we got to, Danny, thank everyone at Buffalo Wild Wings, not just today, but all season long. 18 times out and about at three different locations in the area. Many listeners stopping by each week, and it was a blast to be here. Yeah, thank you to B-Dubs. Thanks to everyone that came out each and every week. It's cool. Just a reminder that, like, you know, there was a while where this this was all taken away from us, right? There was a while where this didn't seem like these kinds of things were going to happen, and this one did, and it didn't seem like it was 18 weeks. It seems like just the other day, you and I were doing season preview shows. It was August. We were figuring out the results of the preseason and what they meant. Now, like a blink of an eye. The season has pretty much ended. Playoff weeks uh, get started here next week. But, yeah, I echo your sentiment, man. Thanks, thanks for having us, P-Dubs. Thanks to everybody that came out. So let's see, 18 weeks, 10 boneless buffalo wings a week. That means 180 boneless buffalo wings were consumed by me and Ryan probably since this thing started. So we appreciate B-Dubs very much. Danny Cannell, the former ACC Player of the Year back in 95, the Offensive Player of the Year in the conference that year at Florida State, is one of the best analysts when it comes to breaking down college football. Got him on the BetQL guest hotline, and we have an opportunity to ask him about an epic game tonight, the national championship game, TCU, Georgia, a 13-and-a-half-point spread in favor of the Dogs. Danny, thoughts on the game? I love this game. I am so fired up to talk about it. It's awesome. Uh, It's great to be on with you guys. And you hit on a couple of them. Like, the storylines in this game, like, yeah, it would have been kind of cool to see Michigan against Georgia in a rematch from last year's Orange Bowl, but that got lopsided. I think it's actually great for college football that TCU got past Michigan and got to this place because there was a lot of people that said TCU didn't belong and that Alabama – would have beat them on a neutral field, and Bama the Blue Blood should have been there instead. And for TCU to silence those critics, I think, is massive. And everybody loves to root for an underdog, right? I mean, it's fun to root for a team that was 5-7 and seven a year ago, and the Big 12 was picked to finish 7th in the Big 12. It's a great story. And by the way, they're a really good football team. And, and then you've got a team going for a repeat national championship. So just like you mentioned, there's so many things that are great about this game. Yeah, Danny, I root for chaos when it comes to it, right? It's like I, 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 I can wake up in you know late August and go, it's probably going to be between Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, and maybe like you know one other team that's going to be in there from the Power Five. I love the TCU, like those kinds of of teams. And obviously, that it didn't happen every year, but I love it when it does happen, just to prove lots of people can play football, man. Lots of people are well coached. Lots of people can be physical, and their athletes all over the place. I'm rooting for them. Can they do it, man? So <laughs> I don't think they can, but. I didn't think they could against Michigan, mm. right? Like, so 
I didn't, and there, there were actually two games down the stretch I thought they were going to lose. Uh, and it wasn't Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game where they did lose, and they, they did lose that one game. I didn't think they'd win against Texas. They were a seven-point underdog, and they ended up winning 17-10. to 10. They shut down Texas's B. John Robinson, who's going to be most likely a first-round pick at running back. And I didn't think they'd do it against Michigan because of the physicality of the Michigan offensive line. And TCU said, you know, Sonny Dykes, their coach, brought it up and said, we didn't like everybody saying we couldn't handle the Big Ten. And they used that as a motivating factor. So they proved everybody wrong once. Now they got to do it again because, it, like you mentioned, the line, now it opened at 13 and a half. It's down to 12 and a half. So it has moved a little bit. I think the reason it's moving is because they're kind of becoming America's team. Everybody wants to pull for them. And in the playoff era, or not the playoff era, in the last 20 years, there are two teams that have been double-digit underdogs in the championship game, and they've gone on to actually win the game outright. So there is a like, – they could win this game, but I think it's the emotional play. I think the smart play is to lay the 12-and-a-half with Georgia – and, you know, if you want to root for TCU, I get it. I would probably say just put a little bit on it just for fun. But if you really want to make more of an investment and a bigger play, I would say you lay the 12 and a half, you fade the public money, which is all over TCU, and you say, all right, prove us wrong. Because Georgia has way better talent. Michigan did too, but Georgia's got the best talent in the country. I mean, they have four and five stars all over the roster. 90% of their roster is made up a four- and five-star talent, there's a reason they're a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, Michigan threw two pick sixes and turned yeah. the ball over at the six-inch line in that game. Danny Cannell, Bet Online. You can check out Bet Online for a plethora of national championship lines, including spread total, game MVP, first touchdown score, margin of victory, title, total touchdowns, player game stats, and a whole lot more. Max Duggan, I love his game. Uh, he is a dual threat. He can run. He can make every throw. Why isn't he considered more of an NFL prospect? And what kind of draft prospects would he have if he comes out? So he's, he's announced he's going to go to the draft, which I was, I, it was an eyebrow raiser a little bit. It probably tells me that TCU, their NIL game maybe isn't the same as it would be at an Alabama or at Ohio State where they could pay him you know, half a million bucks to just stay around another year. There is a, so even Sonny Dyke. So this is one of the best stories of college football, I think. That I don't know if everybody's aware of. So to start the season, Max Duggan did not win the starting quarterback job. Sonny Dyke came in as the brand new coach, and he said, "I want to open competition, and it's going to be Max Duggan and Chandler Morris." And Max Duggan had played a lot of football. He was the veteran quarterback on this squad. And Sonny Dyke, even despite that, most coaches would pick the veteran. He said, "No, I'm going with Chandler Morris." Chandler Morris played one game, got hurt. Max Duggan did not decide to transfer, which we all know that's a very common trend in college football. He decided to wait around, and he got his opportunity early this season, and the rest is history. He's played phenomenally well, and he's gotten to this point, which is unprecedented. I do think so he doesn't blow you away with, like, NFL prototypical size. He's 6'2", 210. It's adequate, but it doesn't blow you away. He doesn't run like a 4-4, 4-5, which would blow you away. He doesn't have a cannon like some of these other quarterbacks coming out that would blow you away. So I think you're looking at probably a fifth or a sixth-round pick when he does get drafted. 
because there's nothing, you know, there's, you know, scouts want to really be blown away. His game film is good. I don't think it's the best. And I don't, you know, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, those guys have put down incredible film. There's a little bit of a system element to this, but I think he is a guy that in the fifth or sixth round, I would say, let me get him in my drop. Let me get him in my team. Let me get him in my quarterback room. Let me see what he does as a competitor. And maybe he's one of those guys that just figures it out and can be a key contributor. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. You know, he might be able to come in in a backup role in two or three games. But like I, maybe, and, but then there's also the possibility he could be the next Brock Purdy, who dropped to the very last pick in the draft. Nobody thought he'd do anything. He gets thrust into the spotlight because of two injuries in San Francisco. And he's got the San Francisco 49ers in his last four to five games. They're talking about sticking with him, even if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. So there is always the surprise factor. He's played a ton, the experience factor. But physically, he's just not that impressive, which is what the teams always look for. So that's, I love the story. I hope he gets an opportunity, and it's a good one. But there's a reason why he's not you know, a top-five pick or a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Terrific. Danny Cannell on with us here on Grant and Danny in D.C. Uh, what are you hearing on Kendra Miller, and, and how critical is he for TCU? I was impressed with when DeMarcado came in. I thought they didn't really miss a beat, but you'd like to have your best going uh, when you're playing for the Natty. Totally agree with you. I think by position, I'm not that concerned, right? If it's your quarterback, you're, oh, no, like, what are we going to do? And I don't like – I, I played with great running backs. I played with Warwick Dunn. It was phenomenal. But it is a position that I do think is easier to fill. But here's where I think the issue comes into play. It's depth. You know, what if DeMarcado gets hurt? Or if he needs a rest, if he needs a blow, then you're starting to get deeper on the roster. And by the way, Max Duggan is the third highest rusher. It's Kendra Miller's leading rusher. He's been great. DeMarcado's behind him. And then it's Max Duggan. Then you're getting some guys that haven't played a lot and, you know, you wonder how they do with pass protection. It just becomes more of an issue. So I don't think it's the, the most glaring, you know, oh, no, they don't have a chance. But you definitely want to have him back, and it's still questionable. So I think that is a concern. And there's an issue also, injury question for the Georgia Bulldogs, and it's Darnell Washington, who is a tight end who's massive. He's six seven, probably 280. He's more of a traditional blocking tight end who can run routes. But when you look at Georgia's offense, their tight ends, especially Brock Bowers, the healthy tight end, who's been probably their best offensive weapon the last two seasons, if Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers can go, man, it really presents some matchup problems for TCU's defense. If Darnell Washington can't go, then it at least makes it a little bit easier to match up against Brock Bowers. So there's two injuries to keep an eye out for as the game comes, you know, gets closer on Monday. It's Kendra Miller, as you mentioned, and Darnell Washington for Georgia. And of those two, I'd say the more significant one could be Darnell Washington because of what it means for Brock Bowers, where I do think you can at least mask the injury to Kendra Miller if he's not playing. Danny, I, I pre-hate this question I'm about to ask you. It's a little bit cringy and, and like sports talk radio-y, but if Georgia wins a second straight national championship game have they supplanted Alabama for for now or kind of big picture as the program? Or or do they need you know, a few more years and pelts on the wall before we say that? No, I I'm almost willing to go there already. 
you know, they knocked them from their perch last year as the national champion. They knocked them from like, so they're back in the national title. Now they're looking for back to back. And just a few years ago, they were a second and 26 away in overtime from beating Alabama. And if you remember, that was the play where Tua Tonga-Valoa came in and hit the game-winning touchdown pass and a walk-off Alabama win. If they don't get that win, you're talking about Georgia's potential third national championship. The only hesitation I have is let's see them do it first. Like if, and now they got to do it, but if they go back-to-back and you look at the – I think there is a shift of power in the balance of power in college football – and this is exactly what Georgia fans wanted, exactly why Georgia got rid of Mark Richt, my former coach at Florida State, and was the previous coach at Georgia, who was great. Like, he was a good coach. He got 9, 10 wins, 11 wins a seat. Like, they were close. And Georgia fans said, uh-uh, it's not good enough. We want to supplant Alabama and build Alabama East and build it as Georgia. If they win this game, that's what Kirby Smart has done. He's built Alabama East. Especially when you look at Alabama not winning the SEC West, there's some vulnerability there in Tuscaloosa. I don't think they're going away, but they're showing some signs of maybe being toward the end of their dynasty just as Georgia's beginning. I think it's more than a fair uh, assessment to make if Georgia does, in fact, win this game. Danny, I don't have a good question here. I just kind of want your thoughts. I love Brock Bowers. I just do. I'm enamored. I think like there's there's something I'm I'm much older. I think we're about the same age. I think I'm a little bit older than you. But like there's something about like the big bruising tight end that can also like make people miss here and there. I, I think that guy is awesome. Is going to be a great asset for somebody on Sundays. What do you think? I totally agree. I think it's got to be a system that he gets into that will utilize him. So he's a little bit undersized compared to even like the Travis Kelseys and Gronks. 6'4", 230, is kind of a tweener. Like, he's not, a, he's not fast enough to be a big wide receiver, and yet he's not big enough to be a tight end like Gronk and Kelsey to be the great. But he is a special football player, which is what you're alluding to. And not only is he able to catch the ball and run routes, and he's got pretty good speed, he also is a rushing threat. Like, they've rushed him a couple times, and he's had, he had a 75-yard run this year as a runner. And he had three touchdowns as a runner. So he's just one of those guys that I think you're 100% right. He's just almost positionless. Don't call him a tight end. Don't call him a wide receiver. Call him a football player. And I can picture an offense like Kyle Shanahan, who's done a great job with George Kittle, of just figuring out ways to get him the ball, kind of like they did with Debo Samuel. I think he's one of those type of players who you'd have to view as like a Swiss army knife, do a whole bunch of different things with him. And if you approach it that way, I think you'd be incredibly happy. Now, if you ask them, Oh, you got to bulk up and be a tight end and be more traditional and block. I don't know if it's as successful or if you said, Hey, can you trim down? We'll move you out more. You really have to utilize exactly what he is, which is again, just a football player. Remember he's only a sophomore, which is nuts. I mean, he's still an incredibly young talent for the Georgia Bulldogs. And I do think he's there. He's been their offensive MVP two years in a row. He is that good, and he's been phenomenal. I think he's going to have an incredible career. Danny Cannell, courtesy of Bet Online on G and D. You check out Bet Online for a plethora of national championship lines, including spread, total, game MVP, and some player props as well. Uh, Danny, I wanted to tap into your expertise as a college analyst on Sam Howe. Fans in this town are really excited 
for his first start for the Commanders against the Cowboys, against that number one defense. It's going to be desperate this weekend trying to win the division. Looks like he may be thrown to the Wolves here. We don't know what to expect. What was your take on Hal at UNC and coming out? So I'm very familiar with Sam Howell because as a high schooler, he had originally committed to Florida State, my alma mater. And I was excited about him. And then Mac Brown came in, took over the North Carolina job and, you know, stole him from us. So I was bitter (laughs) about that. And then I'm watching his college career on, I'm like, man, we could use him right now. Um, I think he's kind of similar to what we were saying about Max Duggan earlier in this, in the TCU quarterback conversation, like, and played a ton of college ball, won a lot of games, helped elevate the program of North Carolina, not quite as much as, uh, as, as Max Duggan did at TCU, but he was a difference maker at that school. He's got a, a good arm, maybe not a great arm, but I think he's got a great awareness and ability to grasp the system. And he's got a, like, I don't like to say the cheesy, like cliche, like clutch factor, but he does raise the level of play around everybody around him. And he had a bunch of fourth quarter comebacks because his defense wasn't very good at North Carolina. He had to keep him competitive. He was projected to be like a second round. Maybe even some guys thought he could be a first round pick after his second year. Then the third year, the offensive line was bad. Like he didn't have good supporting talent around him. And he really didn't have a great year and they didn't win as many games. So he kind of fell down the draft boards. But I think given the opportunity, he could excel. Now it's a tough spot with what's happening, what, like where the season is, the way things have kind of fallen off here lately. I worry about that. But if he's given a good situation and maybe like a fresh, clean start and a new competition, quarterback competition, I think he could challenge about anybody that's out there. So I like him as a quarterback. I do think he, he doesn't have the upside of a first-rounder, but I think he could provide an opportunity to play some games, and then it's kind of like, all right, maybe you've got another Kirk Cousins on your hand who was also you know, a fourth-round pick. It could be That could be the upside for him. I don't think upside is Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, but I do think like a upside of a Kirk Cousins could be the same potential career arc if he does get hot and given a good opportunity with good talent. Danny, before we let you jump, give us a prediction for Monday. I think Georgia wins. I hope I'm really kind of nervous. There's a blowout, um, you know, a three or four touchdown game, but I think it'll probably be around two touchdowns. I think Georgia will go up early. I think they'll get more conservative in the second half. Don't give up the big play. And I think they'll kind of just use that boa constrictor style. They'll suck the life out of the game, hang on to the ball a little bit more in the second half and pull away. So I like Georgia to lay the 12 and a half. And because of the style of game, I think unfolds, I'll go with the under two of 62 and a half. So I like Georgia to win and under uh, lower scoring affair by the standard of that 62 and a half. Excellent. As always, we love having you on Danny. Awesome. You guys too, man. It's great catching up. Danny Cannell stopping by on Grant and Danny. Who you got tonight? I think Georgia wins. I think TCU is, is uh, you know, they're, they're the plucky overachiever. They're physical. They're tough. I just think Georgia has one too many weapons. It's like, I always think about this. when I mean, I think of when Danny Cannell was playing in the ACC. When Florida State was really, really good, the first guy at, like, UVA could hang with the first guy at Florida State. But you go down the line, the fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth guy that ran a four-two-five also and could jump out of the gym. 
the, the seventh or eighth guy from UVA couldn't hang with them. That's how it feels like tonight with me, TCU, talking about Georgia. They got pros right now who are backups, who will eventually turn into starters and become professionals. I think Georgia wins it, but I think TCU keeps it close enough. And people said that about the Michigan matchup I know. as well. I know. They obviously beat them, but it took some good fortune, right? A couple of pick sixes that went their way and uh, a turnover by the Wolverines at the six-inch line. Yep. Those things aren't going to happen tonight. I think Georgia wins, and like you, I think it is a convincing victory. But hopefully we get a quality game. Just like we got yesterday from the Commanders, tip of the cap to all of the fans that were out and about celebrating the win today, including those that stopped by and hung with us at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're back tomorrow with a Tuesday G&D in our Half Street Studios, and we will crown a champion on Commander's Survivor tomorrow. Yes. So get ready to vote at Facebook.com slash Grant and Danny. For Darius, Ryan, and Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. Enjoy the national championship game tonight. Overtime with Lamel Willingham comes your way next. We will talk with you at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Thank you for coming. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.